What's up everybody, this is your boy F Major, also known on these internet streets as Paroxicus. Paroxicus. Signing on for another great podcast. You are listening to Divided We Gain, thank you for joining us. Um, for those of you who were looking for styles, his episode is forthcoming think it's going to be out in the next week or so but until then i wanted to give you some content to think about because i know his episode is going to be completely different from mine and i wanted to put this out because it's fresh on my mind and i was thinking about it just this past weekend they had the ubisoft forward for those of you not in the know ubisoft forward is their answer to not being able to do the E3 conference because of the coronavirus. So they just did their own online version and called it Ubisoft Forward so that people could get an idea of what's coming. It's not that Super Mario 3 was a bad game. It was a phenomenal game. It was way ahead of its time and it set the stage for a lot of games that came after it. What I had a problem with was all that motherfucking work you had to do to get to the end of the game and the only shit that happened was Princess Toadstool say thank you Mario and then she marched her motherfucking ass out of the castle. That's it. I just spent how many years trying to beat that game so that that's what could happen? Fuck that. So I was done with uh, gaming. And I refer to myself as a new era gamer because I didn't come back until Skyrim. And I had no plans of ever returning the game. As a new era gamer who's been playing since I think it's either 2011 or 2013 Skyrim came out. I can't remember. But being a player from back that fall, when I got into gaming again, I had my favorite studios and I had my not so favorite studios. Back then, my favorite studios were, and they still kind of are, Rockstar, Naughty Dog. Since then, Bethesda's kind of fallen off a little bit with Fallout 4 and Fallout 76 and all that type of shit. Hopefully, they'll be putting out something worth it here in a little bit, or the next Elder Scrolls will be uh, fantastic and not so micromanagey. My least favorite of the studios was Ubisoft. The reason why I didn't like Ubisoft that much is even as a new gamer, because I was new back then, at least new to the, you know, the way that you game now, because a Nintendo got two buttons and a control pad or a directional pad, whereas the new age controllers got a directional pad, two sticks, two toggles, and two bumpers. A lot of shit you got to do, and sometimes you got to use the select button and the start button. Uh, and sometimes the little pad if you're using the PS4. In any case, as a new era gamer, whenever I played a Ubisoft game, it felt like 
a cookie cutter game. And what I mean by that is whenever you're making Christmas cookies or whatever, you use a little cookie cutter. And no matter what type of cookie you make, when you put it in that cookie cutter, it's going to come out the exact same. Now, you can put little icing on it to make it look different. Like you might make the pants red on one and the pants green on another one and the pants blue on another one. If you're making like gingerbread cookies or whatever, little gingerbread men. But for the most part, those shapes, they're the same. And that's what I felt like about Ubisoft games. They all felt the same to me, no matter which ones I played. Um, the first couple of Assassin's Creed felt like that. Just the whole shit, to me, felt like cookie cutter games. So I didn't really play many of the Ubisoft games. And the other thing I didn't like about Ubisoft was at the time I was on Steam, and you have to get Ubisoft's personal game launcher to play their games. I'm like, fuck that, I'm on Steam. Why not make it available to Steam? Everything else is available to Steam. Why not make it available to Steam? Can you make it available to Steam, please? Please make it available to Steam. I'm tired of fucking with y'all. Put it on Steam. That's what I was thinking anyway. It shocked me. Ubisoft shocked me when I played a game for a reason other than that I thought it was going to be good. Most of you listening to my voice can tell I'm a nigga. Okay. I am black first and foremost. I'm the only black person on the Divided We Game team. In fact, I'm the only black person in this whole podcast network, but it's my network, so... In any case, me being blackity make black black, I decided to try Watch Dogs 2. The reason I wanted to try Watch Dogs 2 wasn't even because I thought the game was going to be good. It was for two reasons. One, because the protagonist is black. You rarely see that in a video game. Two, because the white racists were all talking about how they was going to boycott the game. So it made a lot of white folks mad. That made me spend my money on it when it first came out. So I bought this motherfucker when it was brand new. I don't buy, I don't buy games when they're brand new. I wait till they get on some type of sale where you can pick them up for $10, $15. Then I play them. But it made the races so mad, I decided to give Ubisoft the full amount of money they was asking. And baby, it was worth it. It shocks me to say that Ubisoft now has a game that is in my top five games of all time list, and that is Watch Dogs 2. I was blown away by how good this game was. I was blown away by how they didn't make uh, Marcus a stereotype. Because most of the time, when you're dealing with a black person in a video game, they write the character so that it sounds like what white people think black people talk like. It don't sound like an actual black person. That's another reason why I appreciated GTA 5 because Franklin and Lamar, that shit was authentic. They had to have let them niggas wrote their own lines. They must have said, okay, this is what we want to portray in this scene. You write the shit. Because that it sounded like niggas from around the way from where I live at. It was that good. So I went back and tried to play Watch Dogs 1. Wasn't that great? It was dry. It was a lot drier than Watch Dogs 2. The characters of Watch Dogs 2 were all phenomenal. But they gave the game flavor. The other one before, it was like it didn't have no seasoning in it. It was like trying to eat fried chicken with no seasoning. It was it was not my cup of tea. But then, because Watch Dogs were good, I decided to give another game a try. I got Far Cry 3 on a sale. It was like $2.99 or some shit. 
I played it, and while I didn't really care for the game, there was two things to me that were notable about it. The first one was that the story wasn't all that great to me, but it had one of the best single-player mechanics in a game I've ever seen. And that is, for people who have played Far Cry 3, 4, and 5, being able to liberate the outposts in stealth mode, that shit was so fucking fun. There were times where I would play the game not even to play the game. I just wanted to do those missions just to clear out the outpost. That was it because it's so much fun. And uh, Far Cry 3, I loved it. Far Cry 4, I loved it. Far Cry 5, I loved it even more. So now we get to Ubisoft Forward. There were only three games of note that I'm really going to talk about. And I'm not going to talk that long because this isn't supposed to be a long show or anything. But I do want to mention Watchdog Legions. I can't wait. That shit is going to be off the motherfucking charts. I can't wait for Watchdog Legions. I'm kind of disappointed they didn't give Marcus another chance because I love that nigga. I loved everybody. Uh, with whatever the one with the mask on his face with the little digital shit that will flash on his face, all of them. I, I loved them all. The whole Watch Dogs 2, the aesthetic, it felt like the Bay Area. It was wonderful. When Ubisoft is making games now, they are continually, at least once a game, putting in something new that I hope other games adapt. The thing that Watch Dogs 2 put in that I had never seen before was to be able to interact with any NPC on the board. And for those of you who've played the game, you know you can hack into their phones so you can see the text they're sending, uh, you can hear the phone calls that they're making. That's fucking amazing that they fit all of that extra, that's like extra content. And put all these weird little conversations and stuff. It was just phenomenal. And I love that. But now the reason why I'm so excited about Watch Dogs Legion is because they stepped it up a notch. They said on, and I hope that they follow through with this and actually make it happen. They said on the Ubisoft Forward that when you play Watch Dogs Legion, you'll be able to recruit any single NPC in the game to be on your team. Do you hear that? You don't just get to hear what everybody's saying. You actually get to have them on your team. So one of the one of the features of Watch Dogs 2 was being able to look at people's phones and stuff. Well, you can gather information about them. You can see what occupation they have, how much money they make every year, that type of shit. Well, if you have that information in Watch Dogs Legion, then you can pick your team according to their abilities. You can get you a little construction worker. You can get you a lawyer. You can get you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, the, the possibilities are endless with that. Because, you know, when you play other games, and not to compare it to Skyrim or anything, but that's just the first one I'm thinking of, you can't recruit any NPC. You have to go to, like, their six or seven that's all they do. You could go pay them 500 ruby, rubles or whatever the fuck they have, whatever the currency is in Skyrim, pay them that, and they'll be your companion. And the same for Fallout. Not every NPC can be, but in this one, every single person you run into can be your be on your team. And I can't wait to see how it works, because it could suck. You never know. It could bite the dust. But I think it's going to be great. 
The other thing that excites me about that is I can recruit a team of nothing but niggas. And I'm thinking about doing that. Not the first time, because this is going to be one of those games I play more than once. But just one time, just have a team full of nothing but Negroes. Oh, that would make my dreams come true. In any case, I'm looking forward to Watch Dogs Legion. Then they talked about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and it looked just all right. So I'm probably not even going to. I'm not going to talk about that one because it didn't. It didn't do anything for me. It talked about how the culture in the game is based on real life and all that type of shit. And good for them. Wonderful. The Nordic history, all that shit is beautiful. But it just. It didn't excite me in the way that Watch Dogs Legions did. The last one that excited me and the one that they closed with was Far Cry 6. It is going to star my nigga, Giancarlo Esposito. For those of you not in the know, this is the motherfucker that plays Gus on Breaking Bad. Every time you see this nigga, he's playing a bad guy. I don't give a fuck. What the... There's very, I have seen him in very few movies where he's the protagonist. That happens very, very little. So he's going to be phenomenal for this role. Now, the thing that Far Cry 5 brought to the table that I hope that they continue with Far Cry 6. And this was another mechanism that blew me away was when you're playing Far Cry 5 and you know you can choose followers you can choose companions and there are nine companions companions you can choose from three of them are animals and six of them are humans well far cry five lets you choose two at a time so you could have two of the humans or two of the animals or a human and an animal but the thing that fucked me up the thing that made the game so much fun for me was that each person you who would be a companion had a different discipline had a different skill like grace armstrong this bitch was a sniper she was somebody who you could um send in the heavy fire you know type of thing and then boomer i don't know what his name is i just called a nigga boomer boomer uh was heavy weapon so he was like rocket launchers grenade launchers shit like that um there was a dog in the game who will bite people if you tell it to bite people there was a a, a bear in the game named hamburger or no, cheeseburger, whatever his name, his name was either hamburger or cheeseburger, that'll fuck people up for you in the game. But the mechanic that they added that just blew me away was when you get two companions at one time, and you know sometimes in missions you have to go from one place to another, the companions would start talking to each other. And they would have like actual conversations in the background for you to listen to while you're taking them to wherever it is that you're going. And they would say some of the most off-the-wall, funniest shit ever. Like, my favorite one was uh, listening to Boomer try to get with Grace Armstrong. Boomer's this this really wacky, lovable uh, white guy. Grace Armstrong is like an army ranger or a navy seal or some shit. Like, this is a bad bitch. So listening to him try to run game on her was just fucking phenomenal. It was amazing, and I love that. And so I hope that they have that in uh, Far Cry 6, you know. And I hope that other companies saw that and put it in their games too. Because it makes going from one place to another with two companions or two or more companions less boring. And they weren't even talking about shit. They ain't, they weren't talking about shit that had to do with the game. They was just having a conversation. Just a regular ass conversation. And I love that. 
So um, that's one of the things that I hope that they implement in Far Cry 6 and the other companies implementing their games. In any case, of these games, the ones that I'm looking forward to, the least of them is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. In all honesty, I will probably skip that one. Then I'm looking forward to Far Cry 6. Definitely going to be playing that because I need to see how the liberating outposts will be different in this game than they've been in the previous versions. And then I'm one, the one I'm looking forward to the most is motherfucking Watch Dogs Legion. That's going to be my shit. Now, I'm an IT nigga, okay? I work in IT. Even though I'm a sociologist, I work in IT. And I love the idea of being able to hack people's shit. And just the way the whole world is created is just amazing to me. Now, the one thing about Ubisoft that gets some minus signs for me is that they are not consistent. And what I mean by that is when it's time for some shit to be dropped, they drop the ball a lot. When Far Cry 5 was supposed to come out, that was delayed. Then, when Watch Dogs Legion was supposed to come out, that was delayed by like six, seven months. Some shit like that. I hate that. Don't put out a date until you fucking know for sure. Once you know exactly when your game is coming, then you tell people. You don't get people's hopes up. For motherfucking March the 21st or the 26th or whatever it was supposed to be. And then they got to wait till motherfucking October the 26th. That's fucked up. In any case, I forgive them. If the game is good, I forgive them. If not, they can kiss my entire ass. In any case, I hope that um, I see some of you online playing. And I hope that you come visit us at the website, DividedWeGame.com. And I hope you come uh, visit us in the Facebook group, Lane County Gamers. And you can get in touch with me or you can follow me on or friend me on any platform. I'm on PS4, Xbox, Steam, Stadia, and everything else as Paroxicus. Paroxicus. On all major gaming platforms. Until next time, thank you so much for joining me. We will see you next mission.